This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach Jacobs. All this, ladies and gentlemen, this is right. the, this is the Negro League podcast. I go by the name of Preacher Jacobs. We're sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. Enter the code Negro to save ten percent when your next motherfucking order, motherfucker. We got some dope shit on here, and we also have like some cool hoodies. We got some cool scullies. We got a dope ass motherfucking Run DMC illustration by the homie that's in here right now. That's right. For the people that don't know. Uh, before there was a Negro League, we had this thing called Thelonious Drunk with my brother Dre Lopez, aka Infidel Castro X. What's going on, man? What's up, B? Been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. We haven't sat in here for a minute, man. Like you know, I had to start doing a podcast where I'm talking to myself because I know we're busy as shit. You got new seat covers. Yeah, man. You got a wall set up around my fucking face mm-hmm. so that it blocks me out away from you. <laughs> I get it. That's fine. Well, what I really would love to be able to do, I want to get the Lonnie's Drunk back and running, so I guess it's kind of the best way to do something like this, you know, get on the wave of of the Negro League with our two listeners, and maybe one of those listeners will want to sponsor so we can kind of, you know, find somebody to pay for this shit so we don't have to do this stuff ourselves, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, all right, so speaking of which, and I'm going to put these people under the bus just a little bit, speaking of, like, getting paid for shit. Uh-oh. Oh. I'm not gonna say the name specifically, but you know, if they listen, they know it's them. Here's one of the, the, the toughest things about being an, an independent artist, and I think you can kind of attest to this too, is that, you know, the funny thing is the niggas that have the worst time paying people on time is is the nonprofits or it's the bigger organizations, right? Yeah, yeah. So I go to the situation where I do something for MLK Day. And mind you, like this is this is totally looking past the fourth wall. Like this is totally we being vulnerable as shit when when we do these podcasts. It's like you know had an art show we did that you participated in. Um, it's really really fresh, really really dope, and it costs money to do an art show. It costs money to frame shit. It costs money to buy prints. What a surprise, right? Yeah, exactly. Like like it just doesn't fall. Especially on our for like independent like small artists that are literally fucking like trying to figure out ways. To make it happen. Exactly. The thing that kills me is that the people that take the longest to pay you or shit on you the most are the people that have the money. Like, like. so imagine, like, this is what I was going through the past, like, two and a half weeks, and this is why I bring this up, and I think this is kind of funny. So I do this event, so MLK Day, and, you know, you, you show up to the people at the show, like, all right, what's going on? And like, oh, your check is mailed to you. And I'm like, okay, it's been mailed? Okay, cool. Right? So I'm like, it should be in the mail the next couple of days. So I go right. through the entire week that Friday... It's not there. So I contact my contact at this place, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Oh, I'll hit you up at lunch. I'll see what's going on. Don't hear from him then. Monday comes again. The the check's not there. So I head her back. Oh, let me check. Let me check. Oh, there wasn't a signature. Uh, we'll, we'll get the signature, and we'll figure this out. And I say to this lady, I said, yo, I got an art show coming up, and I was going to use this money from this event to pay for the framing for this event. So it's kind of, it's not quite Robin Peter to pay Paul, but it's also a design where I don't have to spend my work, work money 
on some of this shit because you yeah, know everything. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so she's just like, "Well, we'll we'll expedite it. You'll have it within a week." I'm like, "Okay." And so go through a week, don't hear anything from anybody. So like today, which is a week and change, I contact the lady again. I'm like, "Hey, any word?" Because I haven't seen it. And she's just like, "Oh, it's out of my hands now. It's it's being processed." And I said, "Being processed." So but it was you, already sent out. You told it? me it was sent. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. So the funny thing was, one of my homies that uh that booked this event, I, I'd send him a text message because like I don't want to get nobody in trouble because like sometimes I understand when you're dealing with nonprofits or some of these like bureaucratic structures, the motherfuckers that get the blame a lot of times aren't the motherfuckers that have the power. But you do have the power whether or not to bullshit me around. I mean, you also you also got to look at. You know, you and I have dealt with a lot of these small to mid to even bigger sort of entities mm-hmm. in town and regionally where, you know, there's some of them that you understand of the, like the smaller they get, the more difficult for a lot of these transactions, a lot of this money to actually clear up for them to, to, to get it timely or to, to get it early. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it also establishes the, the fact that some of them are tenured. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Some of them have been doing this shit for a minute. Some of them are actually like mid to larger size where they have their machine moving already. They have their their um their their group of investors and people that 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 put money in there and they know where their money's coming from, whether it's from from private sort of contributors or or it's from and they get, from the city. Yeah, exactly. You know Grants what I'm saying? And they get city money. Exactly. Right. So it's like those are the ones that I have a big problem with. Because well, it's like, yo, you got that money. We've dealt with you before. Mm-hmm. I know you got that money. Like, so, so what the fuck are you, are you clowning about and not just getting it done? The funny shit is, I called I call the a gentleman that was involved with this event. Because I didn't want to like go over the head of this young lady. But at this point, I feel like I'm being really, really taken advantage of and not taken seriously. And so I talked to my homie. And I went, you know, I went and angry anything but i'm basically like yo man if something's up somebody needs to let me know none of this whole oh it was mail that was sent because i owe people money and i I look like an asshole because i'm waiting on this to pay for shit you know right and it was funny because like i talked to you earlier today it's like yeah the check still ain't coming to mail and after i talked to my homeboy maybe about an hour later i get a text message from the girl from the museum and she's like your check is ready it's at the front counter oh really yes no shit (laughs) yeah Right, and so I go, I go to the spot to pick it up, and I, you know, I'm nice and lazy. Hey, how you doing? I'm sorry if I was a headache. Well, you know, these things take time. And I'm like, don't, don't start with me. Like, don't, don't start. You know what I mean? Because these things take time. It's not the day of the event two and a half weeks ago. Right, right, right. It's been mailed. So those are two different conversations. Right. Then when I'm walking out, the people are saying, "What's up to me?" Like, "Hey, see you soon." I said, "Yo." I wouldn't put it past that motherfuckers for this not to be the entire amount that y'all owe me. You know what I'm saying? So, so they pay you installments. Yeah, right. They'd be like, "Well, you take what you can get." You know, they pay they pay the, the the exact amount. But I just thought it was just kind of funny from 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 an artist to artist where I I love the idea, even with the art show that we were just a part of. I love the idea of making things smaller and more manageable because I don't want to deal with other people if I don't have to. Yeah, no doubt. And it becomes more frustrating. So it's like trying to do these pop-ups and shit like that and you yeah. know, go out of town and do stuff. You know, it costs to do it, but when you can do it with as least amount of like bullshit as possible, yeah. it, it's it's good, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you and I you and I have been doing setting up our own shows and 
doing the independent artist hustle for a long time, you've 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 set up shows on a bigger scale than, than what I have. However, the one consistent throughout all these years is the the reality that we got to come out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. You know, come out of pocket and lose lose money. Period. Like I I, I would probably. I would probably say that it's a it's a safe guess that through all these years, eight or nine out of ten events all lost money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, we're trying to get ahead, we're trying to do this, we're trying to, you know, like create different types of shows, different types of vibes, bring dope shit to a place that kind of has always lacked it. But, you know, living living in Colombia, it's a it, it like progress ex- exists, but it's slow moving, yeah. and the idea of being able to get away from just relying on like, yo, I need to spend whatever percent, like high percentage of of all my income this month to make this type of show happen, and then still lose out. Yeah, like at yeah. some point you gotta change that shit. So it's, I, I know, I know just how frustrating it could be to also switch up the formula but still deal with people that you think are actually gonna like have have that money on lock for you because a they know you mm-hmm. b they have it and c the amount of the amount the amounts that a lot of these people are contributing or paying or whatever is a rather small in, in the scheme of things right like it's right. just not that big right it's like i ended up talking right. to like somebody to sponsor an event and um and I remember I reached out to her and was like, hey, you know, this lady I was interested in sponsor some things I was doing. I said, like, you know, maybe just take a shot and call this lady about another totally unrelated event. And I'm kind of like, hey, I got this event I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. It's coming up pretty soon. I, I know it's not much time, but are you interested in sponsoring? The lady was just like, well, how much? And I named the price. And her response was, that's it? Don't worry. And, right. she, and she like doubled what I asked right. for. And was just like, all right, well, give me your cash app address. You know what I mean? Right, right, and so, right. And that's kind of funny in another end where it's like, I'll tell you, this happened to me like a few, like maybe 10 years ago where I recorded this album with my homie uh, Kish, who's in Japan right now. And and we did this shit kind of like underground as fuck. Like we sold like 10,000 units without any help, no labels. I worked in a record store, I got sound scans. And so um, there's a couple of major labels interested and they reached out to us. And so me and Kish had this dinner one time, one, one night and we we're talking He's just like, write on a piece of paper. He's just like, I'll get a piece of paper, you get a piece of paper. He's just like, write down how much, if a label offered you a signing bonus to sign or whatever the fuck, how much would you want to take care of all the shit you want to do? Just name a number. Right. And I wrote out, I think I wrote out $100,000. He wrote out a million. Right. And he was just like, see, he said, you'll probably be happy with a hundred, but let's say... You ask one hundred, and they've been willing to pay you more. Right. Then they'd be like, "Oh shit, we was willing to pay this nigga three fifty. Right. We, we just saved two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. He's like, so if if I ask for a milli, and they'd be like, well, we can only do three fifty. Then I'm still getting two fifty more oh, than, yeah. I, than I need. Oh yeah. And so it's like one of those things where I gotta understand that there's a fucking value in what we're doing and not undersell it. And in saying that. <laughs> Any of our illustrious listeners, all both of y'all, we both have Cash App addresses. <laughs> cash App at Bo Better Soul. You have like a PayPal or Cash App? I do. I think it's like Piensa Dre. 
Word. So if y'all want to send some motherfucking money, please send some motherfucking money. And and this isn't anything. And I used to feel bad about this shit too, where I'd be like, oh, I hate the the crowdsourcing thing, and I don't want to do this too much and, and keep digging in the well. But there's a lot of people that, you know, when they fuck with you, they fuck with you, and they want to see their hands be a part of something and that makes people happy to be like yo this album couldn't have been made without your help you know what i mean and that's a that's a big difference from because i'm with you i'm with you with the same feeling bad over the crowdsourcing shit right Mm -hmm. because in my mind how i grew up was just like you got to work for it you got to bust your ass you got to put something on the table to earn that shit so the idea of like asking people for money feels like you're asking for handouts. You know what I'm saying? And that shit never never feels good. So, you know, fast forward, you know, that's that's not that's not the true nature of, of that beast when it's done right. Um I still feel bad over the idea of like, you know, yo, here's my here's my cash app, here's my yeah. blah blah blah, you know, just asking for money with nothing to put forward. I think that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know what we're doing, we're actually we're actually putting product out there, man. Absolutely. Like, like behind the scenes, between the, the stuff that we're putting out um, into into the public eye out here, and and even the, the things that we're not, we're constantly churning, man. So the idea of any sort of contributions, any sort of um, um, whatever anybody wants to like put put invest towards us, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's something that we're actually going to put out product that is 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 like you said is gonna make it so that we're all doing it together and and, and we do dope shit and and you can check out some of uh, Dre's designs on mobile and he has a clothing line that's coming out soon do you do you know the address you're gonna have for it when it when it's launched um so that should be out within the next month for right. sure um as far as the the domain and the specific name I'm ninety percent sure, but because I'm not a hundred, not putting it out there just yet. Okay, well, cool. So if y'all, but but it will be, it will be out. It will be out within the next month. If, well, we'll definitely have you back on here, and hopefully, we'll have the Lonely Strong back up and uh, up and running, so it shouldn't be a problem. Now, the only thing that's more difficult than being uh, an independent artist <laughs> in South Carolina is being a motherfucking Knicks fan. So, what? Uh, Why you got to start with me? I'm just saying, like, because I'm wearing the hat. I, I, hey, I feel your pain. I'm surprised you're wearing the hat. I, mean, I thought you were like a Brooklyn Nets hat after what they did. Fuck that shit. Well, I tell you this though, I'm, you I'm a stubborn like, son of a bitch. I will die with these colors. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, fair enough. So here's my question. I've heard some people say that this was a good thing. Have you heard that argument? Oh yeah. So, you know, I've had my theories about Porzingis even before the trade. I, I wanted him to be in the team. Mm. That being said, ever since um, I think it was his second year, he skipped his exit interview. This is when uh, Phil Jackson was still there? He was still there, right? So, you know, at this point, there's there's already chaos because of Phil Jackson and how much of a mess that shit was. So everybody put the blame on just just Phil. And I'm like, yeah, bet. It's on Phil. I'm like, yo, this kid... Is is not putting up with the fucking chaos that the dude this dude is starting. So I'm like, all right, whatever. That being said, the truth uh, of that matter came out later, where Porzingis skipped it not because of Phil, but because Hornacek, who used to be the coach on the the Phil regime, mm. uh, told him to stop being a pussy. And, and uh, really? Oh yeah. And one of their practices, he told him to stop being a pussy. 
You know, because Hornacek is, is old school and he's like defensive mind, like gritty dude. Mm. You know, if anybody ever saw him playing, he wasn't anything, anything flashy. He was just like. <laughs> Take the charge guy. Yeah. Like head down, <laughs> defense, grit, push, fight, bite, punch, whatever. Those those old school type of players. Fuck. So that that whole shit came out. And ever since then, it started rubbing me the wrong way because it was like. I thought it was because of the mess that Phil had created directly. Mm. But it was literally because somebody called him a name. You know what I'm saying? So, so, that, so that ruined Porzingis' entire tenure there is because he felt like they disrespected him. He's like, I'm the part, motherfucking franchise. In part. So, so this whole thing, my man was there. This was his fourth year. And he was injured over half the time. Missing this whole year, and then like we'll we'll, we'll say that he played two years mm. out of the four, mm. and that's what this whole year being sat out and then time missed throughout the previous three. So this is a guy that gets hurt a lot. Yeah, this is a guy that now, looking back after the trade, is super soft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so are you are you coming around to the idea? I'm big time around to it. So, like, I, I still I still believe in trying to build around the kid because I'm like, yo, you have him in the stable already. You know what I'm saying? You're not banking on like, oh, I have all this money to potentially bring in free agents. Like the Knicks, like New York does not bring in big names based on just the fact that it's New York. Well, if they have this, uh, I think they have like seventy something million dollars. Yeah. Um, in cap space. Yeah. You think they get? That, that, they're, they're talking about getting two max players, but somebody is saying that technically what they also could do is give max contracts to people that don't necessarily deserve max contracts, like a Kimball Walker and a, and a Jimmy Butler. That would be totally a, a fall in the face if you don't get a that marquee would, guy. That would. I, I think... I think that you know, like the main the main dudes on the on the market right. Well, you know, relatively speaking, on the market right now is is um, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Anthony Davis. You see what happened with uh, Kyrie the other night when they when Boston played over there. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Wait wait the the interview or on the court? No, on the court. We want Kyrie. Yo yeah man. Yeah, and then the game yeah. he took his jersey off, gave it to his dad. Yeah man. Yeah. He- so I, I don't I don't know man. I mean like you know, I think I think this this trade becomes a like lockdown success for the Knicks if they nab. At least one of those like top tier players. Well, I and I, I trust Fizdale too. I just I just I just don't know if James Dolan is not gonna fuck this whole thing up. I mean, I I'll say this, man. I can't stand that dude. He's the he's the main reason the Knicks are the fucking laughing stock that they are. Are they the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA? In which way? Hold on, let me get my, my bottle. So the Knicks the Knicks like it or not are actually Either number one or number two most profitable teams well, in the league. Well, that's what that's kind of what I mean, right? Because like the Cowboys, for the most part, it's like the most popular squad. You want some of that shit? Do you drink wine? No. I'm good right now. Thank right, you. Because the liquor store closed. But um, nah, like the uh, the Cowboys is like the most profitable team in the NFL. Yeah. And it's like the most valuable team. And you know. So are the Knicks. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like in the in the past like five years, I think there was one year that the Lakers took them over. Yeah. But they were still second. That's and that's why that's what I mean. It's like it's like they get all the headlines even when they're not a great team. Like they're the right. worst squad, you know, in the NBA and like they 
they get the most press. It's New York City, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that like realistically towards any players that have a mindset towards making money towards you know creating other other venues for the career, you know, big markets will still do that for you. So if y'all the got- Lakers do that, the the Knicks do that, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, that that whole what they created will do that. So like it it, it it's losses luster cuz it's the Knicks have been They've been a laughing stock, man, for so fucking long. But in reality, it will it will bring you ducats if you fucking go out there, man. Like period. Do you think uh if they got the number one pick, they should get Zion? Um I think you have to take the chance on him, man. Uh I you know, he he's I think he's a he's a ridiculous talent. I think he's not he's not a, a complete player. And there's holes that maybe through through coaching and experience, you know, it'll fill. But the positives, I think, outweigh any sort of question marks that you might have. Like that other dude in 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 Duke, um, CJ Barrett, I think is the dude's yeah, name. They're saying he's like even better. He is better. Zion. He he's a he's a way more complete player. Like so, that so that kid be, coming in was already like. So you made would be to happy be. if the Knicks took him over Zion. Um, if the if the, if the Knicks if the Knicks if the Knicks took CJ Barrett, I would be happy. But on a personal level, only if Zion is off the board. You know what I'm saying? Well, like enough. if the Knicks don't get the first pick, they I get I, second or third. I, okay, yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, if they pass up on him, you know, because I don't like, think I don't think you can pass up on him. Like he's it's it's it's, it's too much raw potential on top of what he actually can do already. Yeah. That you have to take a chance. Does uh, Anthony David go to the? I mean, by this time, by the time this episode of the podcast will come out, the trading deadline, um, the trading deadline is like Thursday. So it's Thursday, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So by the time it's come out on Monday, we'll yeah. know whether or not Anthony Davis um, went to the Lakers. But do you think he gets there Thursday? I don't think he goes to the Lakers by Thursday. Okay. Like, I, like the the last thing I saw today was actually comical. Um, <laughs> they want eight first round picks. Or eight, eight, like eight, eight fucking draft picks and like. The whole team, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the Lakers are actually offering like the whole team, their yeah. best, their best young talent, anybody outside of LeBron, and then like two first round draft picks or some shit is what they were offering. So it's like the Pelicans just don't want to trade them to the Lakers. Well, here's, here's what I think is funny: is that I think I think the Lakers offered they showed their hand really quickly because I think they gave them their best offer up front. And so the Pelicans is just like, all right, we'll see what else we can get. You know what I mean? It's like watching an episode of Pawn Stars. I, I do think that for some reason we assume that the Celtics are going to be able to offer more. But Danny Ainge has been an asshole. You think he he's going to want to go there though? I mean, it'll, it'll, the, the way the way that it's playing right now, mm-hmm. it, it was I it was at the beginning it was speculation that maybe he didn't want to go over there, and then uh, yesterday or two days ago, Anthony Davis. And his people dropped a list of only four teams the Celtics were and not. They, and they clearly wouldn't want it. It's not, but you know, it's as far as the Pelicans are concerned, just like Popovich did with Kawhi, it's not about where the guy wants to go, it's about what, what their team can get more for, most for it. When you got somebody like Paul George that shocked everybody, somebody that said that he wanted to go to the Lakers, got traded to OKC, and then when time came up, 
he resigned with OKC. So right. I think I think a lot of these guys they feel like you know it's it's like <laughs> it's like that quote in the uh, in the movie Casino where De Niro was dating Ginger and she was like you know she was a prostitute and all this shit and like De Niro's character he was just like yeah. I heard all the stories. He's like, but I could change her. I was Sam fucking Rothstein. And I think people feel like, yeah, she was a hoe, but for me, she's going to be different. You I mean, know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. And, you know, hey, with hoes. the Paul George, with the Paul George example, like, that makes sense. But uh, with Anthony Davis, any team that trades from him, they're going to give up too many, too many pieces. So if he's not going to guarantee that other team that he's going to re- re-sign with them, it's too big a risk, so they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to trade him, but to only a couple of places that are actually gonna take that risk because they know that he actually might want to sign with them. I think too, you know, the Lakers can be a little bit different. Where I think they could be a little more short sighted because LeBron is not trying to do a rebuild project. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron is like, yo, let's fucking change this shit now. So I but think let's say let's say the better. Let's say they would have taken that deal where they trade like. All their all their young up and comers, mm-hmm. they get Davis. They trade away also like two or three draft picks. Mm-hmm. Who do they have? So it's like they 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 give up their better pieces that they've been building around. You're talking about the Lakers, who would the they Lakers? Have? Here's, here's what I who think, would they though. have? What do they pick up? A, a whole bunch of like lower tier players on smaller contracts. I, I think I think so. That still you, doesn't win. I think if you look at what happened with Miami and LeBron, everybody wanted to play with them all of a sudden. So you get a nigga like Ray Allen that's like, yo, I'll take a million dollars right, to 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 set up. Because so, I want to play with this. You want to play with, you know, this generation's best talent and then the next generation's best talent. And you got those players out there that still got gas in the tank but still want to win a ring. I think I think they would attract somebody. And I think that's what they're banking on. I think I think the same thing that happened with with Miami. Cleveland is an exception because nobody want to go to Cleveland. It's like people want to play with LeBron, but they don't want to go to Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Who the fuck ever wants to go to Cleveland? I mean, exactly. You know, and, and LeBron had to leave twice. But right. it's like... LA? And he's from there. But it's like, LA though? Miami yeah. though? I feel like that's what they're banking on. And I, I feel like, you know, they get rid of the entire team. But, you know, basically, Magic just called these motherfuckers and said, y'all can have everybody except LeBron. I saw, I saw a meme... Where if they were if they went through with one of these trades, uh, they listed the starting five and it's like point guard, Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. shooting guard, janitor, <laughs> <laughs> small forward, LeBron James, power forward, security guard, center, Anthony Davis. I mean, they probably still get through the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, with with the both of them and if Magic could still play some, maybe, maybe. Gosh. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see that trade happening by by Thursday. I don't see it either. I, I I do think, I do think, New Orleans is is kind of. I think they're bluffing, acting like they want all that shit because, because no team is going to a offer a lot of shit for Anthony Davis because they know he's gonna be on a one year rental. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So so the Lakers are the only people that have the incentive to offer the most because they know he'll stick around. You know what I mean. So it's like they think. Like and it, you know what Boston did? Like Boston really fucked over um Cleveland because they just went and did a one on one swap for Kyrie for Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah Thomas was on decline to the point where he lost a bunch of money. Like he was yeah. he was like 
in the running to get like one of those twenty million dollar contracts, yeah. twenty million a year contracts or whatever. But they ran him ragged. Like he played in. Listen, this nigga played he got, in the playoffs. He got injured, didn't he? He got injured. Played in the playoffs while he was injured and played right after his motherfucking sister died. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Said he that. didn't want to leave yeah. Boston and they got rid of him. Oh yeah. And so when they sent him to Cleveland, he just wasn't. He was a liability. So like he's a scoring machine, but he, he's he can't do any defense because he's five foot eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And somehow Danny Ainge convinced Cleveland to do just a swap. Right. Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving. Like you got bamboozled if you oh, yeah. were Cleveland. So yeah. I don't know why people think that Danny Ainge is gonna give motherfuckers such a great deal because I think if they're gonna talk to Boston, if Tatum isn't in the deal, they're not gonna deal with it. I agree with that. And I think Boston may feel like if if they can keep Kyrie and Tatum, that Anthony Davis might want to stick around. But Kyrie, he might go to New York. We'll see. Yeah, man. So everybody's going to New York. All right, okay. Katie, <laughs> I, I heard Kevin Durant, all, you know, whatever. Y'all do this shit every year, though. Like Knicks oh, fans, I know. Yeah, I know. Knicks, I know. Here's I know. the thing. Here's the thing about New York people. Same thing we just joked about LeBron and and Cleveland, where we're like, who the fuck wants to go to Cleveland? I feel that way about New York. And this is why. Everybody loves New York as a visitor. Unless you're from there. New York markets, just like Boston markets, they're very, very... The suffering is what brings you together. Because there's something about going on the subway, being stuck in traffic, cold weather, that, that's a part of your makeup, that's a part of your personality. So what you're saying is that everybody else is pussy. Probably so. That's, that's why right. Porzingis that's right. Going. That's Listen, right. But hold that's on right. Where's, where's Porzingis that's from? Right. Where's Porzingis from? Latvia. Yeah. He probably went to New York weather with his shirt off. These all you got some other suckers, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, he could put up with the weather. But 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 what I'm saying is, I don't think New York is as attractive as a market as New York fans think it is. No, no, I I, I agree with that, man. Especially especially how things have been for the past twenty twenty five fucking years. Everybody, every every Knicks fan is is delirious. Uh, every fucking year is always like, oh, the biggest name is coming to New York. I think the only difference right now is that New York actually has a shit ton of money. Yeah, they're gonna be able to lure at least one of these top tier players. Well, they still got James Dolan as the as the owner, so there that go. What about um your other squad, your um your Dolphins guy? So don't y'all get a uh... The defensive coordinator from New England. Yeah, Flores. Which I guess I guess he did a good job because the Rams are held to three points. Bro, <laughs> they averaged 32, 32 plus points during the season, mm. 28 points during the playoffs, mm. and they score only three points. Like, as much as I did not want the Patriots to win, that game was like, that shit was a class on a... A, a master class on defense? On defense and coaching. Like it, it, it was these like brilliant, experienced coaches against this young guy, and it showed, man. It was it was just like uh, they they like they you know the old adage of defense wins championships is still true, man. And a lot of it has to do with like uh, uh, one one coach that has all the experience in the world, knowing exactly what to do over and over again against coaches that. Don't have answers. I mean, I think the Super Bowl was turned into a soccer game because, like, you know, <laughs> I don't watch soccer until the World Cup. So the funny shit about, like, watching the World Cup, and it's kind of exciting, is that people get excited 
about almost scores. Like, yeah, it kind of turns into my dating life. It's like, oh, you almost, you almost got a number. Oh, you almost, you know what I mean. So it's like everybody get excited when it's almost a score. And I and I bet you like the game was like was like that, where it's just like when it's no score for so long, or it's like tied three three for so long. You know, oh. oh this is a great punt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he almost caught this ball. You and know? motherfuckers were cheering about punts. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, compare that to, to when my Eagles won, I think they I think they punted once the entire game. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, nowadays everybody wants offense, and I get it. You know, it's, it's a lot more entertaining, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I understand exactly why this this Super Bowl was, was uh, criticized as being, like, Mad boring and shitty. Well, I, I like defense, so for me it wasn't as boring. Man, but I mean, even 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 in saying that, there's ways of it being very defensive and still being sexy. Like, I mean, you know, the, what I mean? like like like, like the like, Rams didn't do shit, man. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. The like, Rams did not do shit. Three and, and like people want like people that say they want defensive games. Three and outs isn't sexy. It's like sacks, interceptions, fumble recoveries, pick six. You know what I'm saying? Like that's still. I think when people want defense to do very well, I think they want that. I don't think they're talking about three and out punt, three and out punt. Like, that's nobody's. People, people want highlights and people want high scores. People don't want, like, you know, like like a solid fucking defensive game is two defensive teams that are not allowing the offense to do shit on either side. It's like those uh those Ravens games with Ray Lewis yeah. play like the Steelers. It's like a, a 9-6 game. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh. And then add snow to it. Forget it, you know? Like, I mean, snow snow part is fun, but but outside of that, it's like nah, I'm I'm, I'm good on it. I mean, I, I get it, man. I get it. You know, like my my brother brought up another point that made it that much worse. That it's like during the Super Bowl, it's probably also like seventy percent people that watch it that don't watch football at all, and they just <laughs> go to a Super Bowl party. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to just like eat and drink and whatever, uh-huh. and of course. If it's boring for like casual football fans, mm-hmm. it's gonna be boring to motherfuckers that never watch football. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you know it, like yeah, it, it got it got the worst ratings I think uh, of the last like ten plus years. Well, the funny shit about it is, I think it kind of kills that argument that people are basically like, oh, the NFL is rigged and they want to get New England to the Super Bowl, and that, and I, and and to me, I think that's the opposite. I think I think Robert Kraft. Definitely wanted, like if he if you at Robert Kraft, if you ask uh, Roger Goodell what he wanted, I think he would want the Kansas City Ram shit because that game was like fifty four fifty one. You know what I mean? That game that game should have been Kansas City and the Saints. Yeah, the Saints is still like protesting. like like based on based on some of those blown calls, man. It shouldn't have even been these two teams that fucking made it. You know, that's a that's a whole bunch of like shoulda coulda woulda, but. You know, let's face it, that that game, you know, the, the Saints were probably the best team throughout the, the throughout the year, regular season, and the Chiefs were just fucking like best offense, like that kid Mahomes was tearing that shit up, man. Like so that would have been for rating's sake an exciting ass game. Yeah, I think I think um I think between that and and I feel like it's kind of ironic that <laughs> They're in Atlanta, the blackest fucking city in the country, and they had like the whitest motherfucking Super Bowl show. Duh. You know, I heard they like they sprinkled Big Boy in there, but it's just like, man, Maroon Five. Okay, my name is Adam Levine. You're not gonna take my shirt off. I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So yeah, there you go. You have any faith in your um your Dolphins now that they got the the defensive coach from the Patriots? The Dolphins have been, I think, just as shittily run as the Knicks, man. I, uh, Damn, dude, you you pick some 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 franchises there. Uh, unfortunately, these are the franchises that I fucking like was born out of the womb into. So they're like, <laughs> you the, should the, be a knickerbocker. I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on them. It, they're like the I. I when the Porzingis thing happened, I went off online on a couple of different people. And, um, <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> yo, like, uh, fu- like funny, you know, side note, like, uh, Porzingis on his Instagram account, you know, like, he posted shit and, like, I went to the page to unfollow him. <laughs> 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 and, like, I saw, I, I checked on whatever like latest picture that he had. Whatever last picture he had put up was like from like December thirty first or some shit, mm. and it was, it went from like three thousand comments to like ten thousand, eleven thousand comments of nothing but just like angry nicks. Oh my gosh! This motherfucker actually, and I, you know, I had to drop my two cents on there as well. This motherfucker, he actually, him or whoever runs the page, erased all the negative comments. Really? Yeah. So, either way. It uh, it is what it is with that. That was fun. It was actually cathartic to see all the hate, you know. Ugh. Yeah. So it's something about Mark Cuban and getting these like motherfucking tall ass Europeans and shit. <laughs> yeah, he said uh, he messed up by splitting up um, Novitski and um, Nash. Mm. And he's not gonna make that same mistake again. Oh wow. Okay. Did you hear this shit about uh the game going off on uh? That 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 um the little blonde chick from CN uh, no, not CNN not, not even talking about that I'm not even what? talking about that shit man the game the rapper yeah yeah not, I'm not talking about the time of Lauren Lauren shit I'm talking about the shit um he uh you know he's fr- he's friends well technically he's friends with with Kanye and and Kanye actually did production on like several of his albums and shit like that okay and apparently. I guess Kim Kardashian dated Game. Oh, back in the day. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, Game yeah. has this song and they leaking all this shit, saying that like he's like talking about like I, I made that bitch swallow my nut and all this crazy shit in this yeah, song, yeah. Or whatever. And then he have and then he says in the song, Kanye's my guy. I yeah. apologize in the song. Like like I don't I don't get it. And then he also brings up Joe Budden because apparently he dated uh, Joe Budden's girl back in the day, and Joe Budden had like a really great response. I I didn't see the Joe Budden response. Well, he, I, he, I saw I saw the initial part. One of the people started talking about the game going off on uh, on Kanye's wife. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I think the game is too dope to try to pull some shit like this. It's kind of like, dude, come on. It's like, my my homie said this to me, and this is kind of like the greatest piece of advice. He said the difference between. A porn star and a regular bitch is a camera. That's it. So these guys going around here trying to like put themselves out there like they're holding their art thou or like counting up, you know, notches on their belt. Whoever the game is dated that he's in love with, there's probably somebody that can say some shit about her too. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it's, yeah. it turns into that, that Chris Rock joke where he's basically like, he said, you know, guys... Guys, look, don't ask no questions that you don't know the answer to. 
Yeah. So my guys be like, yeah, how many guys you slept with? He's like, why? Why you want to ask that? Why? Why? He said, because no matter what she say, you ain't going to be able to take it. She'd be, like, right. she be like, two. Two? Right. Two? Right. I guess it's just how you was raised. He was like, man, don't ask that shit. Just be happy you're fucking her now. That is the greatest advice yeah. I've ever heard about dating. Because at some point, somebody's done some shit. It's been freakier, been weirder, been with probably been with guys and gals, probably had experiences with richer niggas, probably had experience with dudes that did porn and make got tripods. If you start asking those questions, <laughs> your feelings are going to get hurt. So just be happy you're fucking on that. So yeah. I don't know why somebody like game is is those those egos, those egos are soft when it comes to that shit. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of dudes think they can handle that shit, but for real, the moment it's exactly what you said. Like even even if even if their the love of their lives has has only been with like just a couple people, if it's more than one, or they're not a virgin, oh. forget it. Well, you know what though? Could you date a porn star? No. Why not? That's a lot of wear and tear, bro. Like like I I get once once again. <laughs> Nah, I mean, like, you know, th- there's no judgment based on, like, what anybody's done before. No. I, I just know that if that's your profession, well, like, it's, it's not, that's, that's. I, I like, would imagine, I would imagine, though, a very attractive lady, even if she doesn't do porn, they probably have wear and tear, too. You know, you know what I mean? Like, 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 what, the stretchables? I don't know. Like, like, so it's like, would you date, like, an Instagram model? I mean, at the beginning, maybe. I mean, but, now? What, but what I'm saying is, if they date a fucking football player and a basketball player, like there's gonna be wear and tear. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're both I'm not, gonna I'm not, I'm right not, out. I'm not talking about you know they fuck somebody with a like, like, like a fucking massive dick. <laughs> I'm talking about like <laughs> <That's> my, elephant <laughs> my elephant noise. Right. <laughs> it didn't work. I'm talking about you know a porn star gets paid to fuck dudes, so it's like numbers upon numbers upon numbers. What if she? What if she did? Like just women. Like lesbian porn. All right. There's a <laughs> smile on your face. All right, story time. Um, I'm about to put you on a spot because you're a fucking asshole. I'm going to tell you why. Thanks. <laughs> so, Let me take that bottle away from you. Yeah, right. All right. So, so, you sure this isn't Thelonious drunk? <laughs> it's a crossover, nigga. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with my homie right here. We're, we're at his house playing video games and shit, playing some 2K and like, you know what? I don't have money. You ain't got money, but I want to drink. And over the Christmas holiday, my uncle got me a gift card to one of my favorite restaurants in town. It's a $25 gift card, which meant that we could only get probably one drink. But I said, fuck that shit. You my nigga. We're going to get a drink on me. Let's go. Right. So we go to this restaurant. Because remember, we're independent artists that are Absolutely. being dicked over by so, fucking organizations so once that again, don't pay up. If you want to donate money for, After our, the drinking, job. for our drinking fund, <laughs> you could go to Cash App, Mo Better Soul, or PN to Drake. So check it. Gurgle, 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 gurgle. gurgle. So we at this bar, and there's this woman. You let me finish this story because I'm going to laugh at your ass. All right. We at this bar and there's this me and Dre sitting and we're talking about the Sopranos and shit because he's finally catching up watching it. Oh, oh, gabagoo! And uh, there's this woman that was sitting on the other side of the bar with this guy. This woman, black chick, light skin, very very pretty. Um, she had locks, but her locks looked like they were colored, like probably like a green or something like that or a dark blue. 
beautiful woman. And she's with this guy, and it looks like, you know, she's, you know, they're having a conversation, and you can kind of tell this guy's like kind of into her, but she's kind of like not paying him attention. And it's this weird thing. We're trying to be like, yo, what's going on here? And I kept thinking to myself, was that part of our conversation the whole time? Yeah. And I said, Let me finish now. Right. And I look at this bitch. I'm like, yo, why the fuck does she look familiar? And she looks at me a couple of times, like at her a couple of times. I'm like, why do I know this bitch? Why does she look familiar to me? I don't think nothing of it, right? And like they're still talking, and she gives, and the guy gives her a kiss, but it, like on the lips, but it wasn't like it wasn't a romantic kiss. It didn't even seem like a prostitute kiss. It was just a weird thing. It was just weird, right? What does a prostitute kiss look like? <sighs> Pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so. Go to this whole thing with this chick. And I'm like, I don't know why I know this chick. I don't know how I know. Whatever. Fast forward two weeks later. I'm having some alone time. And, uh, you know, you got to check out the goods on Pornhub. And all of a sudden, kaplunk. Damn, that sounds like it took a dump or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. need to, I need to work Ain't on Ain't nothing my, sexy about yeah, that, I bro. I need to work on my, like, ejaculation sound effects. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This is, this is not the Negro League anymore. Um, <laughs> we, need to, we need to have like a, a podcast just based on talking about porn stars. That'd be dope. And we have to like watch porns as if like we're like movie reviewers. Wow, I'm okay. saying I'm, I'm down for it. I mean that that probably be better to put on like with some video, you know? Okay, like your face reactions will be priceless. Like I'll stay stoic, but your faces will be like. Ah, yes. Okay. Fine cheeses. And, and we have to, we have to like critique it in a British accent, like the Twenty One Savage. <laughs> Yo, free the homie Twenty One Savage. Anyways, I go on Pornhub two weeks later, and I see this bitch, and I'm like, oh shit, it's this chick on Pornhub, this black porn star. This is how I know her. Oh fuck! And, and you then, were, and you were one hundred percent on that. I'm hundred percent, absolutely hundred percent, hundred percent. So I'm like freaking out. I find her page on on Instagram because I follow her on Instagram. I'm like, this is why this bitch looks familiar. And I screenshot this shit, and I send it to Drake, and I'm like, nigga, nigga. Remember that girl when we was at this restaurant? And I'm trying to be like, who the fuck was this bitch? Blase, blase, blah, 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 blah. Yo, it was this bitch. She's a porn star, and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have this moment, and you're just like. When do we go to Bourbon? Not <laughs> 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 that out the restaurant, but it's like so, you totally, you totally forgot it. I mean, to not have ruined your story five minutes ago, uh, I was gonna put out a disclaimer that I was drunk already and I don't remember shit. Oh, dog, that's so disappointing. So even if I show you a picture, well, you wouldn't recognize it, would you? Nah, I mean, I remember, I remember what she looks like off the off the picture you sent me. I don't. I don't remember. I don't re, like. I don't. Re, I don't recall the hooker kiss. I don't recall like well, well, talking now, about her there. Well, you know now, what I mean? Now that I think about it, this is how I feel about it, right? Like, because mind you, like specifically, this is her with the hair. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's her with the hair. Like this is this is her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anywho's, now it makes sense to me in a sense. Of, I mean, I wish I fucking remember. Man, she's glorious. Where's she out of? I don't know. I don't know, hmm. but um, huh. oh, but like it looked like that was kind of like a handler or somebody that might have shot the scene that night or something like that. You know what I mean? A handler, like a, handler. a CIA a handler and shit. Nah, like you know, like 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 they if she got hired to shoot a shoot here, which whoever is fucking this girl, hey, kudos to you guys out here in my city, fantastic guys. You're the real MVP. Um, 
you can come be a guest on this podcast anytime. But um, nah, like they 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 might have set up something where she was probably working, so people probably came from out of town to Atlanta. They probably were in a hotel, and somebody had to come and shoot it and organize that stuff and do the paperwork. I don't know how these things go. I mean, yeah, I haven't it, worked in the business in years. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been a shoot. It could have been um. It could have been a. You <laughs> I'm know, gonna shoot. Shoot. I'm gonna I'm shoot. Gonna shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out McGruber. Oh my gosh. Or or here's the other thing I was thinking about, you know, I was having a conversation about uh Cash App earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of these Instagram chicks, they have that on there where it's like, yo, drop some money in this shit. And my favorite porn stars do that. Nah, the rate the rates the rates go up based on, you know, some of the things that they're that they're gonna do. Well they don't they don't have to do anything like like you know, shout out to Jada Fire, my favorite fucking porn star of all time. Fucking love Jada Fire. She's beautiful, she's brown skinned, she got those big nurples, and she squirts, and she's sexy, she's dope, I love her. She got her whole like Amazon marketplace shit set up where she's basically like, Hey, fans, if y'all just wanna buy some shit that I want, like you know what the Amazon marketplace is? Like if you go on Amazon and you uh-huh. just click shit on your wish list. Just stuff that you want. Uh, I'm, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it. I've never it's, used it's it. So I, I don't know. It's ingenious. So like she'll just be posting videos of like, oh, whoever sent me these like blah, 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 these shoes. Thank you. Whoever sent me these shower curtains. Because you go to, if you add shit to your wish list, people can go to your, your page, your wish list page. And buy you shit. Just buy you shit. You never know where they live. You never know any of their contact information. I can't knock the hustle. I can't knock it. So like, yo, shout out to her. If she's doing, yo, go for it. So let me ask you this. Bombs. So if it's a if it's a porn star, uh-huh. or if it's an Instagram model, like a popular one, right? Uh-huh. Versus if it's some like cute to hot chick on Tinder uh-huh. that's pretty much doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Do you treat it the same way? Um. Yeah. Or do they have to be like famous in order for you famous, or you've seen them? You know. I mean. You've seen you've seen them masturbate, you've seen them fucking or whatever for I mean, you to feel like, like yo, like I'm I'm gonna put money in, in her account. No, it's it's but that's the but that's the thing, is that for them to be a porn star, that's where you that's how you know them. So it's kinda like the same thing as like, you know, seeing a celebrity, you know what I'm saying? Like so it's like going and seeing like, oh shit, Dominique Wilkins is at the mall. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just somebody hot on Tinder, it's not the same. So you don't treat it the same. And that's not a diss. It's just you don't treat it the same because it's like, yo, man. I look at it all the same way. It's why I brought it up. Because I'm mean, like, they, it's, it, they're asking for money just because they're hot. And I'm like, uh, but, 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 but you know, but, I, but, but, I get it. If somebody's going to fucking pay them, then pay them. For it, but but, but I'm not, I'm not going to fucking put I'm money in your either, account but, just because you're fucking hot. But, but the fuck out of here. But here's the difference is that somebody like Jada Fire, hey, Jada Fire. You've, you, you've got me through many, many rough times um, over the years. Jada Fire is 40-something years old. And she's cured your depression. Absolutely, man. Hey, hey, love you, Jada Fire. You're a goddamn hero. <laughs> <laughs> Better than we. Public servant, man. But no, nah, but, that's, but that's, that's why. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and, and, and funny enough, you know, I wouldn't even, I'm not even talking about dating a porn star. I would love to just have a drink with a porn star and have a conversation because it's like, I think that a job like that has to be a fucking interesting job. Not just the situation of fucking people for a living, but it's just like, you know what it'd be the equivalency to? You know who's like one of the greatest interviewers? Oh, Luke. Yeah. Because, because even though he don't, he don't do no porn, but he's in an industry where like, 
where like it's like a sex industry and just because of that he has so many fucking amazing stories you know what i mean so i just yeah. I, I just think it'd be fucking fly as fuck like if that if that dude wasn't there and i recognize her as a porn star i would have like i would have i would have shot the elephant in the room and be like hey i know this is weird but I'm a huge fan. If you drink old fashions, I get your old fashions. But you know, if you don't want me to bother you, I won't bother you. And then, and she want to have a conversation. We'll have a conversation. And I just think it'd just be a fly ass conversation. Bring it to the podcast. I I agree with you on that. I think that I think it would be a fascinating conversation. Absolutely. I think that there would be like all kinds of just surprises and whatever, man. Like it would be everybody. Anybody would want to listen to that shit. Yo, and plus. The amount but, but, of but, celebrities but, that go to them and her DMs, they probably got stories for days. But yo, if you start talking to her, right, and you and you, and you start and you start listening to the stories, and even for the sake of argument, you know, even if you actually did it with no expectations, you literally just wanted to hear her stories. Mm-hmm. But if she threw it out at you, would you? Oh man, I'm I'm um I'm Jerry Rice. I'm catching it. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? All right. <laughs> like, like why not Jada Fire why not throw it man I'm not too sure <sighs> alright shut up Google <laughs> I don't know why Google was like Google. I really hope that picked Yo, up on the mic Yo, it did I hope it did <laughs> my, my Google just was like I'm not too sure she called you like, the fuck out me. bro she just judged me <laughs> Google just like you're not fucking that bitch no <laughs> That was the fucking best. She I don't just, even know she how. She just called me a liar just now. Yeah, she did. A fucking computer. That's fucking hilarious, right? God damn. Oh, that, that was the best. I have no idea how she responded because we didn't say anything. Nah, nah. I'm I'm trying to think. It was like, hey Google or like Siri, anything. Now she hears you. Stop it. Is she? Yeah, I see it glowing. What is Priest Jacobs doing? I don't know how to help with that yet. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. I can't help him either. Hey Google. Tell me about Jada Fire. Uh oh. According to Wikipedia, Jada Fire is an American retired pornographic actress. On February 2nd, 2012, she announced that she was retiring from pornography. <laughs> Damn, she's been retired for seven <laughs> years? Dope. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's in her 40s now. Yeah. No shit. Beautiful. Love Jada Fire. Go for it, Jada. Alright. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> How do we follow that up? <laughs> what do you do after that, man? Like, nobody gives a shit about fucking Tom Brady after this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I won six rings. But can you squirt, nigga? We don't care. <laughs> we don't give a shit about you, nigger. But, um, Damn, son. Yeah, man. I'm so sick of the Patriots, man. Oh, man, me too. <laughs> I will say this, though. Brady... And Belichick are the goats. I mean, yeah, like for real. And I hate the Patriots. Yeah, and I hate them as you know, as players, whatever. But like, man, I I can't uh, even as a hater. Like, I I can't deny it. Here's 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 where somebody even like if he you, doesn't squirt. Here's somebody, here's somebody like you, where where I usually give you shit about being pessimistic. But this is something I'm very pessimistic about, and I think that it's kind of a good thing. Uh oh. There is there has to be something. And this sounds bad, but 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 bear with me. At some point in time, essentially what Tom Brady has done, 
and it was more so last season than this season. Because remember they had that documentary, Tom versus Time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was just like, you know, guys, you know, players get themselves injured because, you know, they're not doing what I'm doing. I'm eating vitamins and I'm stretching and I'm doing right. yoga. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, so it's one of these insulting things where he's basically <clears throat> insulting all these players that spend their lives and their money to be healthy. Dog, um, what's his name? Harrison that played for the Steelers. Ronnie Harrison. Yeah. That nigga no, no, no. Harrison. James Harrison. Oh, James Harrison. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, nigga yeah. would spend $3 million a year on his body by uh, the hyperbolic chamber or whatever the fuck this shit is called. Right. You know, LeBron got one. Right. So it's like, you know, for Tom Brady to be cocky, to be on some shit like, oh, you know, players get injured because they're not doing what I'm doing is bullshit because number one, you have an offensive line that keeps you from getting touch. Number two, the NFL has has gone into a direction where quarterbacks are protected like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And number three, you have the best arguable arguable schemer in the history of football. Yeah. So I, I I think that he he got a little cocky, which is why it was even more satisfying for the Eagles to beat him in that Super Bowl. But here's but here's what I'm saying. You know who else is of the TBT method? Oh, Julian Edelman. And Julian Edelman won Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I saw it. You know what else happened to Julian Edelman at the beginning of the season? What? He was suspended four games for PEDs. Really? So, what I think is going to happen, I think one day, after all is said and done, Tom Brady's going to have some Lance Armstrong shit. Because... One testicle. <laughs> that too, right? So, and I'm sick. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not sick, but you know, whatever. But it's like, what I think is going to happen is, at some point in time, something's going to come out that he wasn't up to snuff because you can't come to, you can't insult all these players before you you're in your 40s and be like oh man I'm just better than all these niggas you know what I'm saying like and that's essentially what he's doing is that at some point in time the decline has to happen you know and and I feel like he's getting kind of cocky with trying not not just saying hey man I'm blessed to still be playing Wow, it's, you know, it's a blessing I'm still here. He's like, oh, I'm just doing something so much better than you guys are doing. And I think that's insulting because everybody's millionaires. Everybody's invested in their bodies. And there's people that get more hurt on their, that get more beat up on their bodies that try to stay healthy. So it's like, as a pessimist, I think one day it's going to come out that Brady was doing something on, that's not up to snuff. And all of those Super Bowls are going to have asterisks on them. I mean, that's very possible. But I, but I'll say this: like, as much as as much as he's he's an arrogant prick, for for pulling out this fucking video and and and, and saying all this shit, it's kind of like whatever the fuck he's been doing is what has worked for him. The same way as other athletes that their their methods have worked for them have also said this is what has worked for me. If they sound arrogant. Uh, you know, sure, but he's not the only one that has done that shit. I mean, but that, there's a difference. Between, like, this like different, this LeBron, different. LeBron spends like millions of dollars on his body, on his nutrition, like, and and there's a re, you know, he's he's an athletic freak, but also he has done, he has spent and but, invested into trying to keep his health going. It's not, it's not just saying that this is what I do. This is my regimen. He specifically went out and said. When players get hurt, it's their fault. Like, like play, placing blame on players 
in a contact sport, not just a contact sport, but it's legal assault. Like if you did what if if you did to somebody at a target what you do to somebody in a football game, you go to jail, you get charged with assault. Like running up and knocking niggas so, out. But so what? So they, like they they signed up for that shit. But this is the point that I'm saying. Break if anybody can say that, you know who you know who should be able to say that shit. If Marshawn Lynch say that shit, I'll listen to him because Marshawn Lynch is a running back and he takes punishment. He runs through a fucking wall every time. You know what I'm I mean, saying? I get. I, I get. I don't want to hear that from somebody that never gets touched. I don't want to hear that from somebody that they get tapped on the shoulder there's a roughing the passer call I get I get the irony of that I get the arrogance of this fucking prick but at the same time it's kind of like uh, it's a lot more run of the mill for for a lot of these guys to just talk that type of shit um, this and, and you have this guy that has been at the top for so fucking long and it's just kind of like the, the the more assholeish the more Disconnected that he sounds, it's just kind of like he, he's that prick. I mean, I, I'm less I'm less concerned about that. Here's here's what I do know. I know number one, he's getting older, and he's doing shit that nobody's ever done. And anytime that happens, anytime that happens, something's not right. Number two, Bill Belichick sees these niggas in practice. So if Belichick was going out of his way to say, "Yo, this is going to be the Garoppolo regime," you know. He knows something that we don't know. He's not an idiot. So for him to kind of orchestrate that shit and for Tom to get scared out of his mind and try to pull a coup, because two things happened that, that people don't know was that he was going to get rid of Brady. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't going to get rid of Brady, but he was just going to have Garoppolo ready to go. And Brady knew it. And if he knew it, that meant that Belichick was seeing him in practice and, and, and Brady looked like shit. But old and, quarterbacks uh, always do that shit when there's a guy right be, right like right after them as young and is, is about to take their spot, they always freak the fuck but out. The, but that's the point that I'm saying is that he knew it's coming. He know it's coming. And it's not like it's a theoretical thing. He know it's coming. I mean, right. look at the Super Bowl. This Super Bowl wasn't Tom Brady. This Super Bowl was Bill Belichick. Yeah. Because you look at the numbers. Brady, Brady didn't this do shit. shit. He didn't do shit. Brady this shit. He didn't do shit. All Brady didn't do was didn't fuck it up too bad. But like, well, he, he had an interception. Like, and let's be and let's right. be honest. He also threw an interception in the Kansas City in the Kansas City game that would have ended the game. Yeah. So so, and then on top of that, that the, the 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 what do you call it? The overtime in Kansas City, they got the ball back. Well, if Kansas City got the ball back, the season would have been over. But the other thing that they were going to do, Belichick was going to get rid of Gronk, and Gronk refused to leave. Right. So so those are two things that I see that are big red flags, right? And Belichick's coaching just kind of just out coaches you out of the bullshit. But what I but the other thing that happened with that whole shit last season was Belichick um rescinded all of the uh what do you call it? The access of Brady's health guru. And Brady's health guru had been slapped with legal shit for making like false claims claiming that he was a doctor and he wasn't a doctor, claiming that some some elixir that he made cured cancer. And Belichick was just like, this nigga can't come into the facility anymore. Belichick was like, this nigga can't fly on a plane with us anymore. And Brady went, argued with Robert Kraft. And Robert Kraft was like, I'm going to go with the talent because when people get old, they get nostalgic. And so he got rid of Garoppolo and allowed for um, Brady's guy to be with him. His other thing that happened, what's the guy's name? 
Josh McDaniels, I think that's the guy's name, the the, the offensive coordinator yeah. for the Patriots. Yeah. He got a job. From years ago. No, 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 no. Oh, he's back with him. Here's what he did. He got it and he got a job to go coach the Colts. After the Super Bowl last year. After the after the Eagles won, he was gonna go coach the Colts. Okay. He told the Colts after they hired him, I'm gonna stay in New England. Because Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick took him down and sent him down and convinced him to stay. What that says to me, that says that Belichick is like, yo, I'm sick of this shit. If you stick around, you're going to take this over very soon. I mean, but see, Josh McDaniels, this, this is his second go run within that same mentality. Mm. Like that motherfucker left to Denver years mm. ago. And fucked that up, yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I get all of that. I just... I just, I feel like, I feel like... Where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, Belichick too. It's I like, mean, I, I, I agree with you. I just think that, like, for for what it is right now and how it's been, it's a lot of the same old, same old shit with a lot of fucking, like, how a lot of that business works. And the only time that we get to discuss this as exactly how pathetic, how foolish, how much bullshit is later when they're all retired and we get to find out about it. Yeah. Outside of that, like, you know, the owner will allow it out of out of out of selfish malice or sentimentality the you know Belichick and and Brady like they've been they've been thrown under the bus to be fucking cheaters which they are in several ways mm-hmm. um I don't know man I don't know I mean I, I like for me it bothers me but at the same you know I don't like them I wish that they would just fucking go away Within within the conversation of the accomplishments, I'll say they're they're the goats until proof comes out of exactly what they've been doing, fucking it up, cheating, uh, twisting the system, and then it'll be like, all right, well, erase them from the books. I mean, it, you know, it's gonna be so much that you can't erase. But it's, it's been too but, long. But but it's been this, too but, long. You know, like the Edelman shit was a red flag because he suspended for PEDs the first four games, and then. This game, you know, <laughs> this game is a little, you know, the funny thing about it is the funny thing about the Patriots, too, is like it's such a Boston thing where it's just like it's all these like scrappy white guys where it's like everybody's like, oh, Edelman yeah. is going to Edelman is, is going to get, uh, you know, get into the, the Hall of Fame. It's like that nigga never made an all star game. I mean, you never made a Pro Bowl. Like my brother, my brother and I were talking about it right after the right after the game finished and, you know. Hearing about short, scrappy white receivers, mm. you know, uh, who was the other like midget white guy that played for them before? Oh, it was Element, and it was um, gosh, he, he used to play for the yeah, fucking cause, Dolphins cause, first, and then yeah, he went to the he Patriots because he went to um to play with Denver too. What the fuck? Is right, his name? Elker. Right. Oh, what's his name? Hold on, Wes Walker. Yeah, Wes Walker. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you hear about these like shorter, scrappy ass. Fast white receivers, whatever, man, and you're like, oh, that's dope, because they're they're the opposite to, you know, the Randy Mosses like athletic freaks, mm-hmm. six foot four, super fast, super athletic, whatever. But when they come to New England, it's like, uh, these fucking guys, yeah. you know, and uh, like, I mean, honestly, case in point with with Edelman getting the MVP. It was just a bunch of dink and dunk because there was nothing else available. Yeah. And out of mediocrity, how mediocre the game was offensively, they had to give it to him because the numbers just added up by the end of the game. 
It wasn't that he did anything that was worth a fuck, you know. But those those cats, uh, whether it's the system or they all fucking cover up for each other, they're the ones that get get um. Not only do they get a pass, but they still get fucking rewarded within that same system, man. Yeah, I think and so. It's a, it's a bunch of bullshit all around. I mean, well, Vegas says that uh, Kansas City has the best odds of winning the Super Bowl next year. How do you feel about that? Uh man, I think I think Kansas City and um, unless Drew Brees falls off, um, I think those are the top two teams for next year. Uh, the first report I saw was was putting odds again on fucking New England to repeat. I mean, you know, the AFC is always going to collapse somehow. And, and I mean, New England was trash at the beginning of the year. Yeah, because it don't matter at the beginning of the year. It's like, it's like as, as long as you can win when the weather gets cold and, and not fuck it up. I mean, because all these teams were historically good this year. The Chargers were historically good this year. Kansas City was historically good yeah. this year. The Rams is historically good this year. New England went through all three of them. Yeah. So it's not the same as just saying, oh, New England just has a shitty conference where they just, you know, they play Buffalo and fucking Miami. You know what I mean? They actually oh. they actually went through motherfuckers this year. You know yeah. I mean? Who Y'all still got Tannehill for next season? God, I the hope Dolphins. not. I fucking hope not, man. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that guy. Like, they, they, they should have they given up on that experiment a long time ago, man. He's a he's a he's an adequate quarterback. He's not a fucking franchise quarterback. I get I get the problem that the the league has where there's not a lot of like really good quarterbacks. But that guy, man, uh, he's either injured or he just fucking chokes. He's just not good. Mm. What if what what quarterbacks are gonna be available? Like like they're they're talking about like Joe Flacco going somewhere. What if y'all can get Joe Flacco? You think he'd be a good fit? He's a fucking rental. Like he he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't look right. You know, you know where he should go. Where? Um. Uh, what's, what's, what's where Boyles, Bortles play? Uh, 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 Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, because they have a ridiculous defense. It'd be just like him playing for for the Ravens yeah. whenever yeah. whenever I he think, won. I think that that's not a bad idea. I, I think that's I not think, a bad idea. I think he'll be perfect for for them. This is your one good idea all night long. <laughs> <laughs> what, my porn suggestions didn't work? I mean, come on. Jada Fire, I love you so much. There we go again. I love you. Jada Fire, I love you. I'm sorry. It's all right. This is definitely Thelonious Drunk. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. It's Thelonious Takeover of the Negro League. Oh, my God. That's the Thelonious League. When you said it that way, it kind of sounds right. Well, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, I do want one of the Thelonious Monk shirts, uh, Thelonious Drunk shirts. It's just look jamming. Yeah, they do, man. Yeah. They do. Fuck. I let's need... order one. Let's order. Wanna... Let's order three, and then like let's do a video so that we can like you give one away. Yeah, raffle that shit off yeah. or something to like some. You know, I, I all right. I need to like also one of three one. fans that actually like checks in and says. Well, check it. I need. To, I need to get look this at camera me. because like you know, the same thing with the with the. The Mo Better Soul Law Sessions, which I didn't want to put the pictures up yet because I wanted to have the videos with it, but Homeboy posted them up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like they look good though. I mean, they look great, but I want I want to control everything in the sense of when you see the pictures, you see the videos too. You know what I'm saying? So so I want to have a Mo Better Soul um, YouTube channel network. Yeah, where I film the podcast, put it on there. The law sessions, put it on there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to have all that shit together because you got one time to do it the right way. 
But um, also in saying that, um, the next law session is March the 30th. We're we'll bringing a tall black guy here. Um, there will be a link for you to buy tickets if you live in the Columbia area or if you want to sponsor a ticket. We're doing this shit too. If you want to sponsor a ticket for somebody, you know, because you're not going to be in town, you know, spend $30 to help a nigga out. And, um, or buy some shit, man. Go to mobetasold.bigcartel.com. Enter code Negro. Save 10% on your next order. I think we covered everything we need to cover. Anything else like this is raging that we need to talk about? Nah. There's no good movies to talk about. There's nothing worth a shit. Uh, I think the last time I saw a movie was uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. Which that was dope as fuck. Yeah. Side note. Check this out. Did you see the Did you see the Jordans that they got for that shit? No. So check this out. Shout out to my homie Adam where uh, he hits me up and he's just like, yo, I, I, I need you to do um, a song for the introduction of my podcast. And he said, what I'll do for you is I'll buy you any pair of kicks you want. Any. Yeah. Emphasis on any. I mean, we went, you know, I wasn't going to go stupid because I wanted some Jordan 1s. And he was looking at some Jordan 1s. It was just like, it was just, it was just like, you know, uh, <laughs> $10,000 for the OG joints. But nah, Into the Spider-Verse, they, they did Jordan 1s. These are joints that uh, oh, was wearing. Yeah, yeah. He ordered them for me yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is hard as fuck, as fuck right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so he he, he ordered. I didn't even know that they did a variant on that shit. I Absolutely. thought I thought yeah. I thought the character on the screen was just rocking like uh, the the OGs, you know. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's subtle. That's why I like it. It's subtle enough mm. that that you get the OG flavor, but when you get a look at it, it's like oh, and then like the bottoms are kind of like. I mean, um, they're OG, but with that touch, they're 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 the, they're collectible the in their own way, man. The bottoms are gummy. Like it's like blue gummy. They're fucking hard. Like that see through gummy. Yeah. No shit. This shit's as hard as fuck. So. So shout out to the homie. I don't know if you can see it on here, but like shout out to the homie Adam. Um, I definitely want to be rocking them shits when I'm in when I'm in DC. Um, you can, I don't know if you can see Ooh, them here. Yeah. yeah, them shits is hard as fuck. So shout out to Adam, um, my homie, my my fellow Eagles fan who who had a funny ass story where he's basically like he's an Eagles fan, but he lived in like Akron for a while, and he told me that he played against LeBron in high school. No and, shit. Yeah, and he said that when he played against him, he won Defensive Player of the Week because he held LeBron to like forty something points. <laughs> Shout outs to you, my guy. It's like you only held him to forty five. What? Forty five. This shit is hilarious. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's the homie. That's the big homie. So I, I definitely appreciate a fellow Eagles fan, and we're like, you know, we got the same birthday and all that shit. So it's like it's really kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Like I ain't, I ain't go to the movies in a minute. There ain't shit that I want to see. Anything good on um, Netflix or streaming shit? Um, True Detective. Up to episode Ooh, five. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Now, at this point, you can just wait till it's over because it's three more weeks. They only do like eight Word. episodes. Um, there's something I want to watch that I saw the preview of today. There's a show called Remastered or something like that where they do these like um, they do these like documentaries about people that died. So they had like an episode on Jam Master J about the death of Jam Master J. But there's an episode that I just saw where it's about the death of um, Sam Cooke. Because there was like always this like weird shit that happened behind his death, and and um, I think it's interesting to check it out. So I want to peek that. Outside of that, man, um, I haven't finished the Punisher yet. Have you? Have you started? No, no, no. I uh, I was gonna jump on it, but I heard I heard some good stuff. I heard some like ho hum stuff. So I've been holding off on it. 
Put it like this. It's not bad. But what I do feel about it is if I go back to the OG shit, if I go back to that first season, if you go back to that first season of Daredevil, I finished that shit in a day and a half. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's so that's so that's how I rate it. It's like when that first season of Daredevil came out, like I went back to back to back to back to back with all the episodes. Right. You know, like this season of The Punisher, I still haven't finished it. You know what I mean? So so to me it's not bad, but if it doesn't make me want to do exactly what Netflix is supposed to be designed to do and that's to binge that shit, that's kind of telling to me. I mean, I look at The Punisher a little different though. So like uh, Daredevil for me was that like gritty superhero so it was a little bit of detachment mm-hmm. um disbelief whatever mm-hmm. but um but the punisher he's more grounded as just a dude an angry dude no, it's with why you like him huh? with PTSD and you know shoot him up type shit mm-hmm. so is he going to give me my fill of violence <laughs> I like the, fact, the whole season. I like the fact he killed motherfuckers. I do like that. Right. So I'll be all right. Yeah. I think I'll be all right with them. Yeah, because like you know, I, I hate all these shit like with the Marvel shows, and, and, and I guess they have to do it, but it'd be in the movies, and it basically be like, you know, somebody that deserves to die, and and like Daredevil just like kung fu kick the nigga. Yeah, like, man. I'm gonna wait till the cops come and arrest you, like Fisk. I'm sending you to jail. Like yeah. kill this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. Punisher. Punisher would just blast you in the head and just say, fuck it. Like, it's like, I, I, I fucks with that. I fucks with that concept. Man, I, I like the fact that they made it that violent because the comics were were violent for the most part. Uh, Garth Ennis' run and then after, man, like, it's been nothing but just, like, like gore and brutality. Like, it, it's uh, it's what the character's supposed to be. So I'm, I'm glad that they actually... Kind of delved a little bit into that. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this new season. I'm going off of just what I saw in the first one. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, one thing to not watch on Netflix is Polar. Really? Is it bad? That bad? So Polar is a graphic novel that they brought out on um, Dark Horse. Mm. And um, it's it has uh, Matt Mickelson okay. as the lead role. Which I'm a fan of that guy. So it's a uh, gratuitous violence with overstylization, mm. but the way that they handle storytelling and anything of substance to kind of ground the whole fucking thing, it's just eh. So, like, cheap acting, <laughs> storytelling, you know, outside of Mads Mikkelsen and, and, a, and a, like, one or two other people, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun enough if you're drunk mm. uh, f- for the sake of, like a, a, like, a really violent, like, hitman story stylized and shit. Yeah. Uh, but, man. What was, I, the, what was the shit that LaHoot told us to watch? It was kind of. Oh, like, Happy. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you watch that? You I did. That? I did. Yeah. I did enjoy Happy. Happy. Happy is. Um, How many episodes is it? Oh, man, I don't remember. It's a uh, ten, ten to twelve episodes, some shit like that. Okay. Um, but that's also based off a uh, of a graphic novel, and that one's supposed to be like dirty and gritty and like just weird. It's pretty much dealing with this 
alcoholic uh, ex cop. You had me an alcoholic, right? <laughs> alcoholic ex cop that uh, now works more or less like a, as an enforcer and a cleaner, and um, he's he's fucking losing his mind, and then enters a blue flying cartoon unicorn. Is that based on like what 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 comic company put that out? Uh, I want to say Happy was Image Comics. Let's say I thought I was going to say Image. Okay, Image Comics, and it was written by Grant Morrison. Which, okay. if anybody knows Grant Morrison, is one of the best fucking writers in comics. Um, dope ass storyteller, gritty and like realistic. Um, the the you know this the show itself is is um, it lives up to it. There's there's some parts that are. That are cheap, but the cheapness of it kind of works for how dirty and downtrodden the whole fucking thing is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not for kids, um, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. If you like some some weird, dark shit, drink and <laughs> get high and it'll be even better. You ever watch a show called Corey that I told you about? Corey? No. You got to see it. If, if anything, I'll probably have to download it for you because I think it's a Cinemax show. Now, the, the the bad news is it was canceled after the first season. The good news is I treat it like it's a miniseries and it's only eight episodes. But the premise of You the, said on Cinemax? I think it's on Cinemax. The show is fucking incredible. So it's like, it's based on these books that was written in the 70s. So it's about this, this guy who's from like Memphis. And he comes back from the Vietnam War and he can't find a job. And these people like try to hire him to be a hit. I think I saw the trailer too. Yo, the trailer's fucking the show is incredible. His 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 But it only won one season? One season. His Uh, here's a knocker for it though. One of the creators of the show is a guy named Michael Fuller from Columbia, South Carolina. No shit. Yeah, and I've been talking to him. He's a really good dude. What up, Mike? Um, yeah, he's really fucking great. And the show the show is is one of my favorite shows I've ever seen in the past decade. Like it's 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 all the shit that I want. Like it's 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 appropriately violent, and the violence is really great, but it's not gratuitous. Right, right, right. It's a period piece. So like, so the music is like nineteen seventies, like southern rock and soul and gospel shit. The the lead actor, that's Grady. The lead actor is from Charleston. It's a guy that played in um, he played in that movie. Fuck. It's it's a movie that that you 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 know it when you hear it. Hold on, upgrade or something like that. Uh, I don't know that. Hold on, but he's a Charleston boy, so his name is um, Logan Marshall Green, Charleston, South Carolina, in the movie Upgrade. This shit right here, Upgrade, which I heard was great. I haven't seen it yet. No so, shit. Yeah. All right. That's it. Yeah. So there's a South Carolina connection to it, but it, it's it's. If if you guys haven't seen it, this listening, all both of you, hey mom, hey Danita, if y'all haven't listened to it, y'all need to y'all need to check out Corey Q U A R R Y. But like, so so essentially, he's this this guy that comes back from from Vietnam. He gets offered to be a hitman. When they basically like, hey man, we'll pay you thirty thousand dollars up front, and all you got to do is do. Um, six hits for five thousand dollars a piece. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. And All what right. ends up happening is he turns him down. His homeboy that he came back from war with 
is played by the guy that played um what's his name? Marlo on the wire. Um, oh shit. Yeah. All right. He takes he takes the job. And he's like, the guy gave me thirty thousand dollars. I'ma do these these five or six killings, pay my debt, have thirty grand. And on his first job, he brings the main character with him as backup, and his homeboy gets killed. And so when his homeboy gets killed, they don't know what happened to the money. And so all of a sudden, the main character has to pay that debt. So basically, it basically be on some shit where if you take this, you take this job to do thirty thousand for these five hits. You know, you die, and they can't find the money, and I got to take that over. Right, right, So the right. show is basically this this dude who becomes like this hitman in the South, 1970s. He's mm. clumsy as fuck. He's like the anti-hero, but it's fucking incredible. That sounds good. It, the show, dude, you, it's so up your alley. That, sound, that sounds it's, gritty. And it's then, so fucking great. Like, off, off, off what you're saying for the soundtrack with the music, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds dope. Because, you know, like... The right type of music fucking can put a show over. Yeah. Or the wrong type of music can take away a lot of the feel of, you know, direction and writing and acting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it's it's incredible. Like it's fucking incredible. Like like I don't know how else to say it, but it's like one of my favorite fucking shows, man. So and it's also a level of there's a show that I really love. You ever watch Justified? Yeah. Sometimes Justified kind of like jumped the shark, but yeah. but at its core, at its, its core, when it had like that southern sensibility, and it was part western, part, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There was something about the sensibilities of the show that was really, really fucking yeah. great. Like the second season of Justified, they really got that shit right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying with Mags and the whole shit with that. They yeah. really got it right. And some aspects of Corey makes me feel like that with that Southern okay. sensibility shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I do think I do think whenever shows or movies kind of grab that quality of like grit. Uh, grit and sort of like uh like earthy dirt about the South. Yeah. It's dope as fuck, man. Like it, yeah. cause cause it's it is a quality about the South that, you know, it has a lot to do with like the 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 um down to earth sort of nature of 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 the lay of the land and a lot of the people and stuff. And when you combine it with like crime stories and shit like that and you get the right feel, man, it's definitely stories that you can't compare with any other parts of, you know, the country, the world, whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I think I think you really dig it. I think if you watch the first episode, you'll you'll really really fuck with it. All right. Speaking of uh, Justified, uh, Timothy Oliphant, they're doing the uh, the what you call it, Deadwood. Yo, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. They're shooting it now. They they got like pictures from the shit. So it's it's a follow up to Deadwood. It's supposed to take place ten years after. After. Yeah. So like so like historically, I think like. Deadwood burnt down and shit. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it's like the gym burned down and 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 um E. B. Farnham, I think he died and all this type of shit. So there's a lot of stuff that happened. Okay. And and, and Powers Booth, you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah, he died in yeah. real life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I I'm saying? That. So I don't I don't know how they're gonna handle all that shit. Hmm. But but I just wanna see Ian Shane. I that's the one thing that bothered me about Cocksucker. Yo, Cocksucker. 
That's the one thing that killed me about Justified is that did you finish Justified? I did. Every season, he had one villain he had to deal with, right? Right. You couldn't tell me that I didn't think Ian McShane was going to be one of the villains he had to deal with one of the seasons. Should have been. He should have been that over motherfucking Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Michael Rappaport <laughs> doing a southern accent. <laughs> the worst. I mean, he's like railing Gibbons. <laughs> what the fuck? He, lo- he looked like a redneck. You know what I'm saying? Oh. But when he opened his mouth and tried to fake that shit. Oh my gosh. Nah. Oh, it was terrible. Yo, so so they're doing a follow-up to Deadwood and they're doing a prequel to The Sopranos. Yes. And I heard that they cast um his Gandolfini's son. son to play him as a younger uh, Tony. So how more how how more excited are you for this after you finish the show? Oh, a lot, man. Yeah. A lot. Like, there, you know, there was, there was a lot about the show. It made me wonder, you know, like how I would have felt about it if I had seen it when it came out, you know, years ago. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of things that to me were like, ah, this was cheap. This was cartoony. <laughs> yeah. But, but I know that a lot of the shit that they did was tongue in cheek and it was supposed to be funny and it was supposed to um, um, be a little sensationalized. Um, that being said, I know... I remember talking to you. It was like I told you some of this shit, and you was like, "Yo, yo, like, stick with it." Uh, season three, it picks up and it gets better, and yeah. sure enough, it did. You know, yeah. it, it picked up and it got tighter on on storytelling based on like a lot of the, the turmoil and the drama that they were building within that world. Here's the thing that sucks, right? And that that sucks, sucks. But like season five of Steve Buscemi, um, uh, yeah, uh. David Chase talked about this where. They fucking love Bashimi on the show. As a matter of fact, Bashimi directed some episodes. He actually directed the the, the episode where where Chris and um and Paulie get stuck in the woods, the Brook Pines episode. No shit. Yeah, he directed that one. So um they love Bashimi on the show. To have him with with Tony working together, it was it was this great thing they wanted to do. Okay. But but David Chase said that he wrote himself into a box where he was basically like he knew based on the code of the people in the show right. that they, they would they would have to kill him. You know what I'm saying? And there's no spoiler alert because it's been out for twenty fucking years. If y'all haven't seen it by now, it's on y'all. But yeah, but that's what he said. He was like, so that was like one of his regrets. No shit. Where he was basically like, I wanna keep him on the show. But based on all the shit that he did and and doing all that shit, getting New York involved, yeah. there was this like, there's no way Tony could let that slide. And yeah, he yeah, yeah. Like, and he was like, and Tony got to be the one to do it. Which that was crazy, right? That was some legit shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think on the show we see Tony kill three people, maybe in the series, maybe maybe a little bit more. The first the first episode he killed somebody was college. College. It was the first or second season where he's taking Meadow out to take a look at schools. Uh-huh. And while they're looking at schools, he sees somebody that flipped on him. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he was staying in the motel and yeah, shit. Yeah, right, right, the right. Flipped on him that was that went into witness protection. Right, right, right. So that right, was right. like so that was like a groundbreaking episode because we've never seen him kill anybody before that. And so it was one of those. It was the first time I think in in television where people like pulled for a bad guy. Like Tony right. was a bad person. He was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I think that was like revolutionary in a sense. It's like not only was he like a womanizer, he's a murderer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a piece of shit. And like yeah. like the one thing that definitely as it went was like 
these these characters that at some point you caught yourself sympathizing with or pulling for mm-hmm. as the show went they continue to get worse and worse and worse yeah like their redeeming qualities stopped meaning less as the show went yeah and that you know it, it was uh and i you know i thought that was good i thought that was good within like what pulled you in and made you think and feel shit because it wasn't just as simple as like oh it ended and i still pull for the protagonist who also happens to be like the worst the worst like villain in the whole fucking thing how do you feel about what they did with christopher uh honestly i feel like they dragged that out a little bit mm, okay. i think that um i think that the way that it went down was was heavy mm. but i feel like within the story of that's what they were fucking planning on doing Mm. They dragged it the fuck out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like for as long as they dragged it out, I thought there would be a little bit more of a climax. Mm. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> how they handled it was just like, all right, well, that makes that makes an, uh, a, a heavy yet easy decision. Off we go. Yeah, man. 20 years, man. 20 year anniversary this year. So that's... Yeah, it's that's crazy, pretty, man. That's pretty fucking insane. I, I felt like I was part of history by watching it 20 years later. <laughs> I mean, but I think, you know, with the exception of certain shit looking old. Like, if you watch Pulp Fiction, there's like scenes where motherfuckers are on cell phones from 1994. Yeah. But, but outside of that, you know, it holds up pretty well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I, I would, if, if I was talking to somebody that still hasn't seen it, I would tell them, if you're a fan of mob stories, mm-hmm. watch it. And watch the whole thing through because by the time that you get, you know, to the last season, it's very much a mob epic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, for all its flaws, it it actually still is. Side note, um, there's a movie coming out called The Irishman. Have you heard about this? No. Martin Scorsese directing directing uh, um, the show. and um, It's a show or a movie? I'm sorry, the movie. It has De Niro, it has Pacino, it has Hybrid Cartel, it has, um, I mean, just insert Italian actor, and Pacino's playing Jimmy Hoffa, so it's all about that shit. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like how they would deal with it if they were still alive. No, no, no. It's like from it's, the home, old folks' home. Yeah, that's it. That's like how all of these motherfuckers are in. Like that, that all sounds like really dope, but how old are these motherfuckers already? Yeah. It, it, and why is it called the Irishman? Um, because I don't know. Does maybe. it deal with like Boston mob or some shit? I think uh whatchamacallit is Irish. I think Jimmy Hoffa might have been Irish. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But it, it's it's like the the largest, what do they say, budgeted movie on um on motherfucking Netflix, hundred twenty four million. It's a Netflix movie. Yeah, they, I think they got put it in theaters, but like Netflix is they buy now. Netflix is like nominated. They got a movie nominated for an Oscar for that Momo movie. It's nominated for best picture and best actress. Roma. Uh, Roma, excuse me, and 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 directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's the best. Director. Have you seen it? No, I, heard I haven't seen it. Yet. Amazing though. Yeah, I, I haven't amazing. seen it. Yet. So I, I so I, I'm gonna catch up on that. But like that, that's that's the next step for Netflix. So for a streaming service out of the blue, like streaming services. They win shit with with like television stuff, but for them to get an Oscar, not yeah. is a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. change. Yeah. That's gonna change yeah. everything. Yeah, you know? so yeah, that I feel like that movie has gotten like 
even though I haven't seen it, I've heard the buzz um, right around the award season. Mm-hmm. And it, what I've heard is exactly the same as I would have heard it if it would have been like a big studio from 10, 15 years ago. Here's my thing, right? At all the movies nominated for an Oscar, and I'm excited, okay, Black Panther's nominated, yay. You know a movie should have been nominated for an Oscar? What? Spider-Verse. Uh, it wasn't? No. I mean, it was. It should have been nominated, for, sorry, for Best Picture. It was nominated uh, for okay. for Best Animated. Right, film, right, right. I which thought, which, I which it I should win. That. But it's not nominated for Best Picture. I mean, God damn it, there was a remake of Beauty and the Beast nominated for Best Picture. Are you serious? Yeah, years ago. So it's like, man... Spider-Verse was the best movie I saw this year. Yo, Spider-Verse, year. Spider-Verse was was beyond just Absolutely. just a superhero Dude. flick, just an animated flick. Yeah. It it uh it carries so much weight, man. Uh and it, and it did it in such a fresh and yes. seamless sort of way, man. Dude, like I, I, I was blown fucking, away, man. I was blown away by I that movie. Fucking love that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was the best superhero movie. That was the best fucking like uh shit human experience sort of movie yep. uh this past year, man. Like it was poignant and timely. Yeah. I wish I wish I would have seen that with y'all, man. That would have been really fresh, man. Yeah, but you couldn't win on me. I know. Cause yeah, because like this shit was dope. I mean, you see, yeah. you see him. And I and I and I didn't know if I would have to write about it. So it's like, you know, I, I try to see shit pretty early, dude. That's a, that's a bunch of excuses. I mean, you didn't get get it paid, man. Fuck it. We we used to be really good friends at some point. I know, man. This is our intervention <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if anybody listens this long, <laughs> um, all right. I think we talked enough. It's eleven o'clock. We need to figure out what you're gonna do. I'm I'm kind of hungry because I've been drinking a lot of wine and shit. Um, I'm gonna drink more, bitch. Jada Fire, I love you. Um, this is the Negro League podcast. The Lonies drunk meshed with the Lonies drunk. Um, we're going to get this thing back and popping. Um, we're sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. Enter code NEGRO to save 10% on your next order, motherfucker. Get yourself a Run DMC shirt that the homie Dre Lopez illustrated. It looks so good. I'm literally wearing it right now. And if I had the camera in this motherfucker to film this shit, y'all could see this shit as a live stream. But niggas be broke. So if you want to donate money also... <laughs> Go to the Cash app, Mo Better Soul, or Pianza Dre if you want to give money to my bearded friend to my right. But you don't know if he's on my right or not because you can't fucking see it because you don't have a fucking camera. I'm right behind you right now, big boy. Oh, I dropped something. I'm picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking it up. Cut. Cut. <laughs> yeah, usually in sodomy jokes ends the podcast. But um, once again, oh, side note, you need to listen to the episode I did with Shiggy. We had a great episode. I read whatever he posted. I ignore whatever you posted. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I, but I do need to listen. <laughs> it was a to great. It. it was a great episode. We had a really great conversation. With yeah, Frank. yeah. He seemed he seemed really hyped after you guys did it. So I was I was happy to see that. Yeah, happened. yeah. The the cool thing too is uh, we still got to do that show idea and shoot it in his uh, spot. So, so yeah. yeah, so we still yeah still yeah do that. yeah yeah. So I haven't forgotten. Um, Columbia, South Carolina. We actually have some dope ideas coming for you, motherfuckers. Bong. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess this is it, man. We've been talking about a buck forty, but uh, this is the Negro League podcast. Good morning, Preach Jacobs. What is your uh, handles on Instagram, Facebook, and all that good shit so people can find you? Infidel Castro X. If you can't find me with just one word, fucking underscore in between, and you'll find me anyway. 
I go by the name Priest Jacobs. Y'all can check out Priest Jacobs or not. I really don't care. It's all good. I have wine and I have coconut oil and Jada Fire. So I love you all. Peace. Peace. Peace.